The views and opinions of this broadcast do not reflect the views and opinions of Armed Media, Unu Productions and its affiliates. Enjoy the show. to Let's Talk Careers with Sarah on Armed Radio Global. I would love to hear where you're listening. Call 1-800-508-5431, 1-800-508-5431. For those who are tuning in for the first time, this show is about career advice. If you are stuck in your career and don't know how to advance yourself, then this show is for you. If you have a hard time asking for a raise, then this is show this show is for you. If you would like to be featured on my show, listen till the end of the show for guidelines. I would like to welcome my special guest for tonight, Arthur Glusman, who is a career strategist. Welcome Arthur. Hello. Hi. So Arthur, introduce yourself. Sure, my name is Arthur Glusman. I am the CEO and founder of uh, Global Career Advisors. We are a uh, specialty firm uh, focusing on advancing uh, professionals uh, personally, financially, and professionally in their careers and lives. Very nice. And who are you serving? I know you are a career strategist, but who are you serving? So, um, I am serving, uh, based on my recruiting experience, um, professionals that are in the accounting, finance, tax, audit, and various subcategories of those groups. Uh, typically, professionals that are close to six figures or into their six figures and uh, individuals that um, can be employed and are thinking of uh, making a switch uh, unemployed or underemployed. Okay, and I know that you're also servicing international candidates. Um, can you explain how uh, an international candidate get a job in the U.S.? Yes, thanks for that question, Sarah. So, um, there are actually multiple ways uh, legally that the United States government uh, offers uh, international professionals to work in the United States. The first and most common one is called the H-1B visa, which um, allows 65,000 international professionals that have a bachelor's degree to apply for opportunities every single year in the United States and approximately an additional 20,000 individuals that have a master's degree via the same H-1B visa. Um, The H-1B, if you do a little research on it, has a number of exceptions. Um, Those exceptions apply to uh, individuals of uh, higher learning, um, meaning they could be doctors, professors, uh, 
teachers, various specialties, artists, athletes, etc. And the 65,000 number and approximately the 25,000 uh, number uh, does not fall into the quota. So the H-1B, again, is the most common um, visa that uh, an employer can sponsor that job seeker and apply for that sponsorship and paperwork via an immigration attorney uh, every April of every single year. So what that means is, let's say that you're an international job seeker right now as we're speaking. And you found an organization, um, let's say Amazon, that gives you an offer, you accept that offer. Well, then Amazon then um, engages with their immigration attorneys to submit your paperwork to the United States government. And that paperwork needs to submit, needs to be submitted no later than April 1st of 2019. Uh, they have the option of filing your paperwork in a regular way or they can expedite it. And uh, if you expedite it, you typically will know your results um, probably by May or June. If you do get approved for the H-1B visa, which, it, which has two three-year increments, which means you can be in the United States for a total of six years. And if that gets approved, you can legally enter the country and start working at Amazon on October 1 of 2019. Uh, so again, the H-1B is the most common type of uh, work visa. I see. And with that H-1B, with that H-1B visa, can they work for a different company or it has to be for a certain one? So when they first get the H-1B, they are required to work for that sponsoring company um, for whatever period of time. Um, what's nice about the H-1B is that it's transferable. Uh, what that means is if you want to, if, if you're working at Amazon and Facebook, recruits you and gives you an offer, uh, Facebook uh, will transfer your visa from Amazon to them. Again, with the assistance of their own in-house uh, legal team, that process typically takes about 30 days and uh, you're good to go. You're a new employee at Facebook. I see. And what can you say again? What credentials needed for uh, the H-1B visa candidate? So again, the most common two credentials are having a bachelor's degree, uh, which falls into the first sixty-five thousand um, visas that are allotted every single year for individuals uh, coming overseas that hold a bachelor's. And then approximately uh, twenty to twenty-five thousand additional people that have a master's degree um, fall into the next uh, quota limit, which uh, is a total of eighty to eighty-five thousand. Having said that, 
Um, within the H-1B guidelines, there are a number of other exceptions based on an individual's background or specialty. So let's say you're a doctor in South Africa. Um, you most likely will not be a part of the 85,000 quota um, and you can work for a nonprofit, a hospital, uh, a university. Um, so there are you know multiple um, ways that you know professionals can work in the United States via the H1B. I see. And um, now let's let's say you have a candidate who. Um, when do you think a candidate should look for a job? An international candidate? In general. In general, okay. Um, you know, it, it, it really varies, Sarah, depending on, um, uh, uh, you know, the individual's uh, uh, situation. Um, I don't think that uh, any professional should wait until they get notified that their company is being acquired or, for example, I live in Detroit and General Motors is, uh, well, they've already announced that they're going to be laying off or offering early retirement uh, to 18,000 people. Um, you know, a number of people have reached out to me and they're somewhat panicking. That's not when you want to be looking for an opportunity. So you should always have your kind of ear to the ground and um, you know, be aware of possible opportunities. Have your resume uh, be ready. Have your LinkedIn profile be ready, etc. With regards to international professionals, I always recommend starting to build what I call a target job search strategy um, six months before uh, April first of any year so if you if you want to work in the united states in 2019 starting now especially in december probably is going to be too late because it takes quite some time to build your network reach out to hiring managers um find an employer that's a going to be interested in you and b that is willing to sponsor you. Um, the reason I recommend that much time is because uh, it takes the immigration attorneys approximately 30 to 60 days just to prepare all of your paperwork, which means your international transcripts and everything that goes into the filing of your application um, needs to be ready, set, and go. And in most cases, since most people don't know what all of that paperwork is, the first 30 days really is, uh, you know, you're running around trying to gather all of this documentation. So for international professionals, if you're thinking of working in the United States in 2019, um, you want to move on this as soon as possible. But otherwise, you know, I recommend six months prior to um, April of the following year. I see. 
Now, now keep in uh, mind, I just want to mention this. I'm not an immigration attorney, um, but I've been in recruiting for 20 plus years and I have uh, assisted individuals overseas to find companies that sponsored them. And um, I'm, so I'm very well versed in that area, as well as individuals that are already here have the H-1B and now they're looking for new opportunities with a new company and transferring an H-1B is a lot easier than getting one. I see. Now, do you think that um, candidates should tailor the resume for each job posting to be authentic? question um, I would say that it would not hurt to customize your resume to each position um, but I'm of the uh, advocacy that you should probably have two to three different versions of your resume depending on the job titles the targeted opportunity that you are searching for. So as a career strategist, when I'm working with clients, um, we always recommend that the job seeker through our career physical and various other assessments um, understand what the value of their skill set is. And via that process, we identify anywhere from three to five job titles that that individual is pursuing. And so based on those job titles, most companies are going to have roles very similar from one job description to another. So I don't think you need to have 10 versions of your resume, but having two to three versions uh, is definitely recommended. Okay, so if that's, for example, they have two to three versions, so how do they track, like, which job you sent this particular resume once you get a call from an email or an email for an interview? Oh, I love your question, Sarah. Thank you. So, um, in a, if you have a proper job search, um, then that process actually is very easy because you are tracking everything based on what we call your um, your targeted focus. So, for example, um, if you are a um, VP of manufacturing um, and you know that you are looking for various roles with various job titles, um, in your job search. Your job search should also include the industries that you are targeting. So if you're targeting the aerospace, manufacturing, and medical device industry, then your tracking of which companies and which hiring managers you're applying to should actually be very easy via having some sort of a schedule and self-spreadsheet and all you're doing is you know putting in the boxes uh, and tracking who you've sent your resume to on any given day. I see. 
So it's only on Excel spreadsheet. No, I mean, Excel spreadsheet would be one way, and then you can handwrite it out. Uh, when we, um, you know, again, when a client engages with us in a, uh, what we call a target job search strategy, we lay all of that information out. We actually have um, uh, handouts or material that helps them through every single phase of that targeted job search uh, process. So it's really, um, you don't have to spend too much time thinking about it because we've already done the homework and created everything that somebody needs to to keep track of all of that. I see. Uh, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back. You are tuning in to Let's Talk Careers with Sarah. I'm airing every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. In this show, I talk about career advancement, resume revamps, interview expectations, how to stand out from the crowd, how to brand yourself, and skills you need to become a CEO. All of this is on Armed Radio on my show, Let's Talk Careers with Sarah, exclusively on TuneIn Satellite and the Armed Radio Network. Okay, we're back. Um, Arthur Glusman is a career strategist. He's with me on the show right now, speaking about careers. Um, Arthur, now, um, how can a candidate stand out in the resume or in an interview? Like, is there a special jargon to mention that might be important for HR to hear? Um. How can a candidate stand out on a resume? Um, it all starts with, at least my approach, it all starts with really understanding what your value is as a professional. And when we work with somebody, what that means is uncovering, or what I like to call peeling away the layers of all the tangible and intangible skills that any individual has and via this quote-unquote career physical or career assessment process if if somebody doesn't go through that type of a process Sarah I believe that they're doing themselves a huge um, negative because they really aren't tapping into um, understanding who they really are as a holistic uh, uh, professional again, given their tangible and intangible skills. And so, you know, when you're getting ready to talk to HR, um, you have to understand the hat that HR is wearing versus what the hiring manager is wearing. HR is serving a certain role within an organization. Um, you know, they have a job description, they have thousands of resumes, um, they're selecting resumes uh, based on multiple different factors. First and foremost, it's the visual factor of what that individual at that company who the HR person perceives that resume to have. Um, I always like to focus on uh, the hiring managers, the individuals that the job seeker is actually going to be working with and for. Uh, and we typically, when we design our 
job search strategies. We're focusing on the individual that's going to be two levels above the uh, job seeker. I think looking at yourself as a job seeker and as a professional from the perspective of the hiring manager and what the role is, um, is, is a better way to prepare yourself uh, to put together your resume as well as for the interview. I see. Now, after now, submitting after a resume submitting online, online, how long should a candidate wait for an interview? Um, there are several ways that somebody uh, should wait for an interview. Um, I guess I'm not a big advocate of um, hitting the apply button. Um, unfortunately, 99% of job seekers take that approach. Uh, and if that is your approach, then at the very least, um, the beautiful thing about LinkedIn and all the information that's available out there would be to find out who the HR people are uh, and follow up with them via LinkedIn. Uh, you can find out their email address, uh, send them a message, uh, do it the old-fashioned way, pick up the phone and call them. You know, finding out people's information and their contact information in this day and age is very easy. Um, when, when we're working with our clients, um, our focus is the decision maker and the hiring manager. And so the objective with any one of our clients is getting your resume into the hands and in front of that decision maker. I see. Now, is social media important even when you are an H-1B visa candidate? It's important if you're any candidate. It's a huge plus these days. Obviously, everything is on social media and it's moving faster and bigger every single day, as both you and I know. But yeah, your social media profile that is, you know needs to be uh, clean, precise, informative. Uh, at the end of the day. Um, we always coach our clients, uh, again, to perceive themselves like a product, just like an iPhone, a vehicle. And so if that, uh, if your um, social media presence is not eye-catching, it's not grabbing, um, then that HR person or hiring manager is going to go on to the next candidate. So yeah, social media is very important can't stress that enough okay and uh what questions the recruiters might have like might might ask in the interview what are they looking for in a candidate so one of the first things um that any individual whether it's a recruiter uh, uh, or a hiring manager First and foremost, what they're looking for in that individual is their enthusiasm. How motivated are they? Um, what do they know about the company? What homework and research have they done? How well are they able to verbalize their value once again? I, I can't stress the value point um, 
more than I'm expressing it here, unfortunately, the pitfall that a lot of professionals fall into is they're not able to express that value in a clear, concise, and to-the-point way. Because what is a hiring manager or HR professional looking for? And that is, how is this individual or job seeker going to help us solve X, Y, and Z problems? Of course, there are a lot of other things you know, that they're looking for, the skill sets, um, their technical knowledge, you know, strengths, weaknesses, you know, a lot of the basic things that uh, job seekers uh, focus on but it's a lot deeper than that. Now, um, what, do, what to expect at the interview, whether it's over the phone or through uh, Skype or in the office, what should a candidate expect that will happen in the interview? Uh, the candidate should expect um, obviously being asked a number of questions they're looking um, you know, to obviously understand your skill set. Um, it, 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 we're we're going to go back to the resume for a, little, for a minute here because other than the initial resume, uh, they have nothing else to go from. However, each position has its own, um, uh, what, uh, how can I say, in-depth um, requirements and so that's what the face-to-face uh, or office um, or Skype or phone interview is diving into and again I'm gonna go back to the value proposition and that is what more times than not an individual has on their resume and what that hiring manager is looking for in that individual sometimes has a gap and so the job seeker before they go into the interview they should definitely do a lot more in-depth homework about the role and about the company and with social media especially LinkedIn you can always find uh, professionals that maybe have worked at that company Uh, if you know who the hiring manager is you can find out what individuals have worked for that hiring manager and you can, uh, you know, via your research, find out a lot more information about that position than what is on the job description. Especially if a company is publicly traded, uh, which means, you know, they're on the U.S. stock exchange or really any stock exchange, and they have to file uh, paperwork every quarter, every single year. And so a lot of valuable information in those uh, yearly SEC filings um, is very beneficial. Um, talking about material weaknesses or issues, concerns, uh, and or obviously a lot of the great things that you know companies uh, disclose in that information, and just doing that in the interview, although you may not know everything about the role, it's going to show the hiring manager. Uh, the HR people, the executive board, that you've done your homework. Uh, you are being inquisitive. Just as much as a company is interviewing you, you need to be interviewing them. And uh, 
that's a very key ingredient. We coach all our clients uh, to do that. When you say, when you say as much as they as need to interview you, you need to interview them. Like, yes. what questions to ask a recruiter? Um, several good questions to, to ask an, an organization, a recruiter, but uh, uh, one good question would be, uh, if I'm the job seeker, you know, what motivates you to be a part of this organization and come to work and work for Amazon or Facebook or Google every single day? Um, that would be one question. Another question would be, what do they enjoy about the company? You know, what makes this organization for them uh, unique and a great place to work at? Uh, number three, um, based on the research that the job seeker has done on the company, uh, you can ask questions from that research. Uh, an example of that would be uh, just like when you're when the job seeker is being asked in an interview, you know, what are your short-term, long-term goals? We always coach our clients to ask the company, what is the company's short-term, long-term goals? You know, based on my research, I have read, you know, A, B, C, and D in your financial disclosing. What effect is that going to have on the organization? Uh, how have they positioned themselves against the competition? Uh, another good question would be, what are the five characteristics that you're looking for in a professional like myself based on the high achievers within your organization? And those are just, you know, some of the few kind of tip of the iceberg questions that uh, we recommend and coach our clients, but obviously there's a lot more. I see. Um, where do you think is a great website to look for a job besides LinkedIn? Um, obviously, you know, you're going to have your job posts on Monster, Indeed, Career Builder. Um, there are a lot of different mechanisms that we teach our clients in, in, uh, in terms of what I call uncovering the hidden job market. So Sarah, as you probably know, um, and in my 20 plus years of recruiting, I know that, and it's, it's a statistic, you can look it up, 70 to 80% of opportunities are not posted. And the only individuals that know of these opportunities are the hiring managers, the people that are the decision makers, the CFOs, the executives, etc. And part of our target job search strategy that we put together for our clients is not putting so much emphasis on finding jobs online that everyone is looking for and applying to themselves every single day. The best way to uh, have a proper job search strategy, I believe, is obviously utilizing the positions that are being posted online, but building relationships with the decision makers. 
um, striking up conversations with them, primarily via LinkedIn, uh, or sending them an email, and you will be surprised uh, at the results and the opportunities that exist that are not um, that are not posted. And most of our clients, I would say, ninety percent of them find opportunities that are not posted. Wow, you you wow. gave me like a great insight yeah, a great about insight. Uh, really reaching out to hiring managers instead of just depending on a website posting. Very nice. Yes. Yes. Now, yes. Um, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, if, if you just kind of, I always recommend to our candidates, clients, you know, take, take a step back. 99% of job seekers don't have, again, what we call a job search strategy. What that means is uh, if they have a resume, they're posting that online, uh, depending on the quality of the resume. Uh, they respond to job postings uh, with millions of people applying. Uh, they reach out to recruiters. And even myself as a recruiter, um, I can only do so much for so many people. Meaning that if you're not right on target for the position that I'm working on, uh, I'm not going to be presenting your resume to that client. Now, that does not mean that you as a job seeker don't have a, a great skill set and don't and, and does not have a lot of value. It's just that you're not going to qualify for the opportunity that I'm working on. And again, the job seeker falls into kind of this little wheelhouse and they get disappointed. Um, I see time and time again, because I'm in a lot of groups on social media, how many job seekers are unemployed and they've been searching for opportunities for five weeks, two months, three months, six months, whatever it is. And they just, you know, they're very disappointed. Uh, they've tapped out all their financial resources, etc. Well, you need to be smart and again, have a strategy for your job search, especially if you're not working. If you're not working, your job search is your job every single day. So just like any company uh, that has a strategy, they're implementing that strategy every single day. A job search requires the exact same effort and commitment. So I just wanted to share that. Great. Great. Now we're going to take a short break again. Um, we'll be right back. You are tuning in to Let's Talk Careers with Sarah. I'm aired every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. In this show, I talk about career advancement, resume revamps, interview expectations, how to stand out from the crowd, how to brand yourself, and skills you need to become a CEO. All of this is on Armed Radio on my show, Let's Talk Careers with Sarah, exclusively on TuneIn Satellite and the Armed Radio Network. Okay, we're back. Um, Arthur, another question that I have here is, um, do they need a portfolio? Does a, does a candidate need a portfolio? 
Uh, when you say portfolio, what does that mean? A portfolio showing all their successes that they have worked. Um, I know some uh, salespersons, salespeople who are um, who have shown results in their uh, sales skills. So some people that I read on the posting says that um, proven results. So I'm assuming they're talking about a portfolio. Yeah, um, I think it depends on the role and the uh, um, niche area, you know, whether you're a salesperson, uh, manufacturing, um, uh, a CPA, a tax professional. Um, in my professional opinion, um, all of that information in some shape, way, or form needs to be on your resume. And um, obviously, any organization, when they're looking at resumes, they are looking to see what value, what problems uh, can this individual help us solve. And part of the resume writing process should include having those accomplishments or portfolio, uh, so to speak, on your resume. Um, to take it a step further, um, those accomplishments need to be tangible. Uh, they need to be quantifiable. So every time that we do that for each and uh, every one of our clients, I have all of our clients go through what are called the seven stories. And that forces uh, that individual via uh, the resume creation process to really dig deep and really think about, well, what have they really done? Um, and most individuals have that, um, but the accomplishments are 100% uh, on the resume. I see. I see. Um, can you tell us who is hiring now that you are looking to fill that position? Um, you mean what positions I am working on or in general? Um, currently that you are particularly working on to fill a position. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll name just a few because there's too many to list, but um, currently I am working on a VP of um, manufacturing for an amazing organization in uh, Southern California. Um, the individual should have a strong uh, knowledge of operations, automation, machinery, um, strategical business expertise, and they must be coming from um, a manufacturing environment, um, whether it's automotive, uh, medical, aerospace, etc. That position as a total package with base bonus benefits is paying uh, probably close to $300,000. Um, another opportunity that I'm working on is with the national CPA firm uh, who's looking for a partner or a partner track individual with a real estate construction industry expertise. Um, must be a CPA. Typically an individual like this is going to have a minimum of 10 years experience and most likely is going to be in the 15 to 20 year category. Uh, also somebody 
that needs to have uh, business development and um, business development savviness. Uh, that opportunity for the right individual is paying uh, close to half a million dollars as a total package. Um, Do this position also uh, apply to international, international candidates? Um, most likely not, uh, only because the international candidate for this particular role, unless they have worked in the United States before for a certain period of time at another similar type of public accounting or CPA firm and have that exact uh, industry experience, real estate or construction, uh, the international professionals most likely are not going to be coming in the door with that type of experience. The other opportunity, the manufacturing or director of manufacturing, um, that possibility for an international professional does exist. And I should say that international professionals um, don't necessarily fall 100% um, into uh, countries that are not a part of NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement. What that means is that if you're a Mexican citizen or if you're a Canadian citizen, you can go to any border with the United States. So, for example, I live in Michigan, I live in Detroit. Uh, Windsor, Ontario, or Windsor, Canada is right across the border. So many Canadian citizens that live in Windsor work in Detroit. They drive to and from uh, Detroit every single day, and they work via what is called a TN visa, which is only applicable for Mexican or Canadian citizens. So it's very important for citizens of those two countries, Canada and Mexico, to know that working in the United States is a huge possibility for them. And they should be looking into that, um, you know, as much as possible. I've placed uh, a lot of people from both of those countries uh, to work here in the United States via the TN visa. The process is very simple. If you get a job offer from General Motors um, or Ford or Chrysler, all you do is you go to the U.S. border with your offer, you fill out some paperwork, you show them your uh, citizenship and uh, visa. Uh, it costs less than $100. You get that visa stamp and you can start working in the United States the next day. Oh, I see. So the process is so much process easier. Is much yes. Now, Arthur, now, um, how can the listeners reach out to you? Sure. Uh, first of all, via my phone number, which is 248-390-5598. I'll repeat that again. That's 248-390-5598. They can find me on uh, LinkedIn. Arthur Glusman. Uh, my email address is Arthur from global, all one word, at gmail.com. 
Again, that's Arthur, A-R-T-H-U-R, from global at gmail.com. They can visit our website, which is globalcareeradvisors.com. And all you have to do is Google my name, and I'm sure it'll lead you uh, to many different ways you can contact me. Great. If you are listening now, you can call 1-800-508-5431. We're still on air. You can ask any questions you can with Arthur here right now with me. If not, then you can just Google him up, Arthur Glusman, and um, you will find his information. Arthur, any upcoming speaking events that you have? Any courses or live videos on Facebook? Any freebie or promos? that you offer right now? Yeah, so um, next, uh, not this coming Tuesday, but uh, Tuesday the 27th, we're going to be starting um, our own podcast show, uh, just like yourself, Sarah. So hopefully uh, once we get that rolling, people can uh, listen in. Um, I am actually working on um, a uh, webinar presentation and again, if you connect with me on uh, primarily LinkedIn, um, you'll be seeing all of those updates where we will be uh, talking about all the various steps to a proper targeted job search strategy. And as far as a uh, freebie is concerned, uh, we're going to be offering free 15-minute career conversations, career assessments, evaluating and guiding people um, in terms of you know what options they have, what they can do, and how we can help them. So if you're interested in a 15-minute free um, conversation, exploration with me, feel free to reach out. Again, my phone number, 248-390-5598. You can send me a text to that as well. Um, and I hope we can help as many people as possible. That sounds very, very good. Arthur, thank you so much for being with me tonight. I really appreciate it for your time. And if you uh, would like to reach out to Arthur, we're still here on air. You can call us 1-800-508-5431. And if you, are, if you have missed this show and you are just listening to it again, you can just Google him up, Arthur Glossman. And you will find him and his information. Thank you, Arthur, so much for being with me tonight. Thank you, Sarah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you have missed the beginning of the show, it will be archived on my Facebook page, Let's Talk Careers with Sarah. And if you would like to be featured on my show, uh, email me, Let's Talk Careers with Sarah at gmail.com. And you have to email why you would like to be on my show, what's the reason for it. It uh, You can be either a staffing agency, a recruiter, or someone who is looking for a job. So if you would like to be featured, email me, let's talk careers with Sarah at gmail.com. This session is no longer being recorded. You are tuning in to Let's Talk Careers with Sarah. I'm aired every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. In this show, I talk about career advancement, resume revamps, interview expectations, 
how to stand out from the crowd, how to brand yourself, and skills you need to become a CEO. All of this is on Armed Radio on my show, Let's Talk Careers with Sarah, exclusively on TuneIn Satellite and the Armed Radio Network. I have had a caller telling me about um, he has a job and he thinks he's going to get promoted because his supervisor said something uh, or hinted something that he might get promoted soon. And he called me to find out if he needs a resume now. So my first question was, um what type of job is he applying for and he said the same thing he is currently doing accounting and shipping so i would say why would you want to go and do the same thing if you are happy what you're doing so he said i'm looking something for better money my advice don't look for better money look for better position if you want better money you need a better position to do the same thing just to have a dollar extra or two dollars extra is not really worth it. I'm not really recommending for you to look for a job that is going to pay you a dollar or two dollars extra because you're doing the same thing. If you're really happy with what you're doing, it's either you stay where you are or you just go ahead and look for jobs that have supervisor position that is one level up than you what than you are doing right now it's either a supervisor position or an assistant manager either or so that way you're not getting a dollar extra or two dollars extra but you are actually getting perhaps um ten dollars extra or eight dollars extra it's better than having a dollar or two. So now currently, let's say you are earning about 40000 With a shift supervisor or an assistant manager, you will be able to make 48000 close to fifty. So, So keep your options open. Now, the next question he asked, does he need a resume now since he's not currently active looking for a job? Or does he need a resume when he decides it's not... The right job for him and he wants now to quit and look for a job so my answer to that is yes you need a resume in hand right now like arthur said right now that you don't wait till you get your you don't wait till you get um laid off letter or or you design you, you decide to resign and then look for a career strategist or look for someone to do your resume. It's not how it works. It is better to have it in handy right now. So when you are ready to leave, ready to, design, to resign, you have already a resume in hand. But that means that you need to actively be seeking now. Now go and apply for a job. Now go and for, go for interviews. Even though you are not seriously looking to resign but but keep in mind that your goal is to get ahead and to get unstuck in your position is to be a little bit a higher position what you are doing right now you want a shift supervisor or an assistant manager it takes time 
but when you are going for interviews and you are submitting your resumes, this is the perfect timing. Don't wait until, you know, you have a professional resume in handy. Update your LinkedIn. People are afraid that if they are going to update their LinkedIn, their manager is going to find out, their human resource is going to find out. You know, I personally, if I were you in that position, I would just disconnect with them. I would not going to follow them. I'll just disconnect one by one whoever is working currently with me at my job, if that's how afraid you are. And that way they will not know your information on LinkedIn. That's number one. Number two, there is an option that asks you if you want updated information to be shared with your connections. You just have to click no and it's not going to be updated for everyone to see. It's going to be between you and LinkedIn. That's it. That's another option. A third option would be is just to update it and don't care about what others are going to say about you updating the LinkedIn. I have had clients in the past that needed LinkedIn updates but were afraid that their hiring manager is going to see. And I always say that when I have a new job, on that same first day, I update my LinkedIn. I'm, they're not going to think I'm quitting because I updated LinkedIn. It is my profile. It's I do what I want to do with it. You know, and if you are sharing articles and you write articles that you feel like you are a very good writer and you feel like you want to write about your, your uh, expertise, go ahead and do it. Don't worry about hiring managers and the CEOs that you work with and your uh, supervisor that's going to see it. Just disconnect with them and that's it. Don't worry about it too much. Think about yourself at the moment. Think about how you want to advance yourself. Not what others are going to say about you. Think about this is not a, a job that is permanent, that is going to be secured for the rest of your life you know, push come to show, you will have to quit your job. You will have to go to a, a job that is offering you, offering you a better rate, better salary, better flexibility, uh, better benefits. You know, there are other options out there. Just don't get stuck in one mindset and think about this is not going to work for me. Next week, I'm going to talk about mindset. There are two ways of mindset. One is called um, fixed mindset and one is called growth mindset. This I will talk in details next week. I really hope you guys are going to listen to my show next week. This is something that everyone should hear because we all hear about mindset and we, we just have a different perception about it. Mindset is not one thing, you know, you have to shift it a little bit to something in a higher level. That's for next week. I don't want to, you know, to break the bubble and think that I'm going to share it right now. It's something that um, in details, everyone should hear it. So if you are currently working in a place that you are not happy with, give me a call and, and I will reach out to you. You can reach out if you are not listening live. And you are listening to a recording of it from my page, Let's Talk Careers with Sarah on Facebook. Then uh, you can message me on Facebook and let me know 
your questions and I'll answer you for whatever reason that you feel you need to advance yourself and you feel that, that you have the skills needed, then uh, we should talk. We should talk and discuss about your career goals. And if you want to reach out to Arthur, he gave you the information in the show. You can reach out to him. He will help you as well with career strategy. And this is something you should not think that you should leave it in the last minute. Now is the time to get your resume fixed. Don't wait for it until it's too late. To find a job is not easy. It takes time. So work with a pace together. I can help you with this. Just reach out to me on Facebook. Let's talk careers with Sarah. If you don't have Facebook, you can just go on Twitter. Um, Let's talk careers with Sarah. And you can find me and message me there. If you don't have social media, I understand. Some people are not computer savvy and they don't want to be on social media. You can just go and email me at let's talk careers with Sarah at gmail.com. I am running out of time, so that will be another topic we'll discuss in my show perhaps next Wednesday. And I would like to say thank you for those who are listening to me. Thank you so much for um, doing your homework, you know, by listening to experts like me about uh, uh, jobs, about resumes, and about um, how to be happy in your in a work environment. So I really want to say thank you again. So I'm going to see you next Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Armed Radio. Let's talk careers with Sarah. You are tuning in on Armed Radio and Let's Talk Careers with Sarah every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. I talk about careers and job hunting. If you would like to ask a question or would like to hear about previous shows that you have missed, you can find me on Facebook at Let's Talk Careers with Sarah. You can learn about jobs, tips, and advice on my page. If you have a career-related question, you can just message me on Facebook.